Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm so glad that you guys are joining us for service. Man, that was such a powerful worship experience. I hope you felt the presence of God in your house, but I'm so excited to jump into the message. I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to jump straight in. If you're taking notes, the title of my message is Faith Over Fear. Come on, say it in your living room. Say Faith Over Fear. It's the title of my message, and I'm so excited to share this concept with you. And so many times in life, we think the opposite of faith is doubt. But the thing that opposes faith is fear. The thing that stops you from having faith is fear. When God gives you a word, faith arises, and you have faith, and you believe God, and you want to walk into the things that God has called you to walk into, and then fear comes. And fear comes to challenge you. Fear comes to oppose you, and fear comes to stop you from walking into what God has for you. But here's what you got to have. You got to have faith over fear. You got to have faith over fear. And friends, when you're going through uncertainty, when you're going through tough situations, when the storm comes, when the hard times come, you got to see through the eyes of faith, not through the eyes of fear let me say it again you have to see through the eyes of faith not through the eyes of fear and here's the deal the eyes of fear will always see what will go wrong the eyes of fear will always see the bad thing the eyes of fear will always see the bad circumstance but the eyes of faith will always see what God says the eyes of faith will always see possibility the eyes of faith will always see the miracle I'm telling you friends you got to see through the eyes of faith and the reason why you can have faith is not because you have great belief but because you have a great God you have a great God that shows up every time you have a God that's always on time and when God isn't on time he puts time back on the clock because our God is that good God is good and when he's not on time he puts time back on the clock friends you don't have to walk in fear because you can walk in faith and what is faith I love saying it this way faith is acting like God is telling the truth faith is acting like it is so even when it ain't so in order that it may be so simply because God said so I think you missed it so let me rewind Faith is acting like it is so, even when it ain't so, in order that it may be so, simply because God said so. Faith is acting like you believe God. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth because he is. That's faith. And friends, the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. That you can't please God without faith. Because faith activates the power of our Savior. That faith is the key. Faith is the doorway that causes God to move. And if you want God to move in your life, you have to have faith. And the beautiful thing about faith is you don't need much. The Bible says if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. But you have to have faith. And fear is out there to stop you. Fear is out there to taunt you. Fear is to make you afraid so you don't walk in faith. I love the story of David because all of the children of Israel, they was afraid of Goliath. They was afraid to face the giant. They was afraid he would kill them. But David didn't see through the eyes of fear. David saw through the eyes of faith. And the reason why he saw through the eyes of faith is because he remembered the word he got from God. God had a covenant with David. And God said, anybody that will come against my people who are in covenant with me, I will handle them. Friends, you got to have faith. You got to believe in God. God will fight your battles. God would handle your enemies. God would take care of your circumstances. 
And I know right now we're in a time in our land where fear is running rampant, where we're afraid the coronavirus is broke out. We don't know what to do. We feel like we're in danger. We feel like our family is in danger. And we should take safety precautions. We should be safe. But let's not walk in fear because we are the church of God. We are the bride of Christ. We are the children of God. And we don't have to be afraid because what the enemy means for evil, God is going to turn it for good. What the enemy meant for bad, God is going to move it for good. What the enemy's trying to use to destroy us, God is going to use to process us and take us to his promise. Come on, somebody. Give God a shout of praise online. So, if you have your Bibles, and if you don't have your Bibles, grab your Bible and go to 2 Kings. I'm going to read something to you in the Word. I'm going to read something. And I'm going to encourage you guys to have faith, to have faith in this time of fear and to believe what God says and to believe that God is good and he's with us in this time of fear and calamity. If you have your Bibles, go to 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 6. Give you guys a second to get there. I know the kids probably at home trying to distract y'all. Say, uh-uh, you got to sit to the side. I got to get this word. Got to get this word. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 12. We're jumping into the story of Elisha. And the enemy is coming against Elisha. The enemy is coming to destroy Elisha and is trying to take Elisha out. And I'm going to jump into the middle of the story at verse 12. 2 Kings 6, chapter 12. None of us, my lord, the king said one of his officers, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Verse 13, go find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back, he is in Dauphin. Then Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. Verse 15, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hill full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. So friends, something so powerful happened in the scripture. Elisha was being attacked by another king in another land. And this guy was coming to take Elisha out. And the things that he whispered in his bedroom about Elisha, God told him. God told him the things he whispered. Friends, I want to tell you something. When the enemy whispered things about you, God to tell you. When they plot against you, God to tell you. Why? Because he's protecting you and he's backing you. God would tell you what they're whispering in their bedroom. And God told Elisha. And it was so powerful because this particular king, he sent out armies and forces to go surround Elisha. And his army and his chariots and his horses was surrounding Elisha. But Elisha wasn't afraid, but his servant was. And his servant was afraid because he saw the enemy's army. And he was afraid because he could see the enemy against him. And so many times, the enemy will use our eyes to cause us to be afraid. 
He will use the things that we see. He will use the circumstances of life to bring fear among us. But friends, let me tell you something. Don't always believe what you see. Because what you see comes to bring fear. But let me tell you what fear is. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Just because you see it doesn't make it real. Just because it's in front of you doesn't make it real. Yes, the enemy was really there, but he wasn't at threat. Why? Because that was because as he was surrounding Elisha, God was surrounding him. As he was surrounding Elisha, God was surrounding him. Friends, I don't know what's surrounding you. I don't know what kind of fear is surrounding you. I don't know what enemy is surrounding you, but I know who's surrounding it. Your God is surrounding the storm. Your God is surrounding the enemy. Your God is surrounding the calamity. What's surrounding you? God is surrounding it. What's surrounding you? God is surrounding it. He's surrounding that anxiety. He's surrounding that depression. He's surrounding that worry. He's surrounding that gossip. God is protecting you. And the natural enemy brought armies with horses and chariots. But God brought armies with horses of chariots and fire. I want to tell you something. God is bringing fire with him because he's going to purify everything that's coming against you. He's going to purify what's causing you to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. Why? Because faith is over fear let me say it again faith is over fear faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God but fear comes by seeing and seeing the circumstances of life and an enemy will put things in front of you to bring fear that's why the word says faith doesn't come by seeing faith comes by hearing what is God saying what did God say about you? Who did God say that you are? What did God say that you would do? Believe what God said, not what you see. And Elisha's servant, he was believing what he saw. And then Elisha prayed, God, open up his eyes. He needs to go look again. He don't need to see through the eyes of fear. He needs to see through the eyes of faith. And when he went out there and looked again, he didn't just see the enemy army. He didn't just see the army of the enemy. He saw the army of the living God. What are you looking at in your life that you need to look at again? You need to look at that storm again because that storm is an opportunity to see the Savior. You need to look at that sickness again because that sickness is an opportunity to be healed by the Savior. Because my word says that you are healed by his stripes. What are you looking at? I'm telling you, that storm is an opportunity to experience the Savior in a more personal way. When you're going through trouble, the Savior is a present help in the time of need. You need to look again because if you look again, you will see that he's parting the Red Sea. If you look again, you will see that he's making a way out of no way. If you look again, you will see that he's turning waves into highways. Let me say that again. If you look again, you will see that he's turning waves into highways. In other words, he's making walkways in areas that will usually drown you. I want to tell you something. I won't be drowned by the water, and I won't be consumed by the fire because I'm backed by my God. Oh, come on, somebody. Give Jesus a shout of praise in this place. Or in your place, because I know you're at home, but it's cool. We're preaching online. We're preaching online. But friends, how do you see it? And when you see it wrong, when you see it through the lens of fear, you got to clear your perspective and see it again through faith. Friends, I want to tell you that what looks impossible is possible when you're with the Savior. Let me say that again. What looks impossible is possible when you're with the Savior. It is possible. Nothing is impossible when you're with God. 
If you have your Bible, I'm going to read something to you. If you have your Bible, go to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. I'll give you guys a second to get here. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God haven't given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. In other words, you don't get a spirit of fear from God, but you get power, love, and a sound mind. Sound means complete. It means in peace. And God wants to give you peace in the midst of the storm. He wants to give you peace in the midst of fear. And he wants to give you the kind of peace that passes understanding. What kind of peace is that? It's the kind of peace that you can't understand. I don't understand why I have this peace. I don't understand why everyone is going crazy, but I can be in calm. I don't understand why everybody is freaking out and everyone don't know which way to turn, but I have a calm inside of me. Why? Because God gives you peace. And the thing you have to understand about peace that comes from God. God says, I give you peace that the world doesn't give. In other words, I give you a special kind of peace. I give you the kind of peace that's not based on circumstances or conditions, but it's based on your position. Let me say that again. I give you the kind of peace that's not based on circumstances or conditions, but it's based on your position in Christ. If you're positioned in Christ, you can have peace in the crisis. If you're positioned in Christ, you can have peace in the crisis. You can have peace. And while everyone else is losing their mind, you can be finding your Savior. You can be finding him. He wants to give you peace. But what stops us from having peace? What causes us to have fear? Here's what stops us from having peace and causes us to have fear. It's because we're in the middle. It's easy to have faith in the beginning. When you get a word from God, when you hear from God, it's easy to have faith in the beginning. You're fired up. You're ready to walk into the things of God. Everyone has faith in the beginning. Sometimes after you walk through the process, sometimes it's even easy to have faith at the end. When you're right next to breakthrough, when you're right next to the promise, sometimes a special grace comes upon you and you can even have faith at the end. But what do you do when you're in the middle? When you're in the middle of the circumstance, when you're in the middle of the storm, when you're in the middle of the bad news, when you're in the middle of the bad report, when you're in the middle of the bad circumstance, what do you do? Everyone can have faith in the beginning. Some can have faith in the end. But how do you have faith in the middle? And it's the middle that causes people to lose their faith and pick up fear. It's the middle. But friends, here's the good news. You have to know the God at the beginning and the end. Because God is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. And to have peace, you got to know God. Okay, I got a story for you. I'm going to tell you a story about my wife and myself. So, I'm going to tell you a story. The first thing is... A few months before me and my wife started dating, I saw this movie called Taken. And it was amazing. It had, it had Liam in there. And it was an amazing movie. It was awesome. Like, if you've never seen Taken, you need to see Taken. Anyways, his daughter got taken. 
And as she got taken, oh, my God, the kidnappers had her, and they was taking her all over. And if you've never been to the movies with me, you need to understand something about me. First of all, I'm black. And I think I can talk to the movie screen. And I think the people on the screen that can hear me. So when they snatch his daughter, I'm like, oh, my God, girl, run. Run, girl, they're coming to get you, girl. No, no, get out that room. Go, 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 go. Y'all, she didn't listen to me, y'all. She didn't listen. And them folks came, and they snatched her up. And they took her because she didn't listen. And I was telling her to run. I was telling her to fight. I was telling her where they were coming. But she wasn't listening. And they took her. And I was going crazy. And he was looking for his daughter. He's searching for her all around. He's on the map. He's tracing her. He's trying to find his daughter. I'm afraid. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What's going to happen? And I'm trying to figure it out. And now he's fighting. He's shooting people. He's twisting arms. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. These people hate me in the movies. They're like, I'm tired of him. We're going to get him out of this theater. I'm telling you, they were mad. They were mugging. And I was going crazy. The reason why I was going crazy is because I didn't know the end. I was stuck in the middle. And in the middle of the movie, she was kidnapped. In the middle of the movie, movie, she was captured. In the middle of the movie, it looked like there was no hope. And it was all despair. And I went crazy because I didn't know the end. Now, fast forward a couple months later, me and my wife was watching the movie again. I said, babe, you want to watch it? She said, yeah, let's watch it. I said, let's do it then. We start watching the movie. As we're watching the movie, they're coming to kidnap her. My wife's like, oh, my gosh, get her, babe. Oh, my God, run, run, hide under the bed. Stop, stop, stop. Oh, my God, stop it, stop it. What's happening? Help. And she's talking to the screen. I look over at my wife. I'm like, babe, now you know you need to chill, girl. You need to chill. Now, my wife went crazy. But I told her to chill, and I was calm. Why did my wife go crazy, and why was I calm? It was because I knew the end, and I knew what happened, and I knew they won, and I knew she got rescued by her father, and I could have peace in the midst of a chaotic circumstance because I knew the end. Maybe you're going crazy in your life. Maybe you're freaking out. Maybe you're walking in fear and crisis and despair, but I want to tell you something. God knows the end, and in the end, you win. I read the last chapter and revelation our God is going to crack the sky with all authority and power in his right hand we win at the end Jesus wins devil you lose I'm preaching to an empty room but I don't care because I'm preaching about the goodness of my God and he has never lost the battle I'm telling you that God is the same yesterday today and forever and he never loses and because God never loses you never lose and whatever you add in your life if you haven't won it's just the middle it is not a period it is a comma to be continued it's not over yet if you have a post you have a purpose it's not over yet but you have to understand something God is alpha and omega in other words he's the beginning and the end you don't have to worry about the middle the Bible says that God is the author and finisher of your faith in other words the devil can read your story but he can't write your story because God has wrote your story and God said in the end you win at the end of the coronavirus you end at the end of fear you win at the end of this nation being quarantined you win why because you're the children of God and this is not bad news for the church this is the best news ever why because the church is not the four walls of a building the church is the people of God coming together with one heart and one vision and one savior and we're stronger than we ever been and we're going to take this gospel further and farther not only physically but digitally come on somebody give God a shout of praise
Man, I'm preaching to this empty room. We're going to take this gospel. We're going to take it to the ends of the earth. Why? Because our God is good. And you can have faith over fear. Why? Because the power of your faith is in you. The power of your faith is the faithfulness of your God. It's the faithfulness of God. And he's always there. He's always with you. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear no evil because God is there. And it says you walk through the shadow of the valley of death. Why is there a shadow? A shadow happens when light meets darkness. I don't care how dark the hour gets. The light of God will shine through. I'm on my last point, and I'm going to get ready to close. My last point is Deuteronomy 31 and 6. And it says... Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Let me read that to you again. It says, do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. I'm going to tell you something about our God. I'm going to tell you something about our God. That our God goes with you. He would never leave you. And he would never forsake you. He's with you. In the storm, he's with you. In the chaos, he's with you. In the calamity, he's with you. God is always with you. He's there. He's present. I want to tell you. The presence of trouble is not the absence of your Savior. The presence of trouble is not the absence of your Savior. And sometimes fear comes because we believe because God is with us, we shouldn't go through storms. We believe we shouldn't go through trials. We believe that we shouldn't go through crisis or famine. But let me tell you something about your God. We don't have a God that always removes the mountain, but sometimes God will join you in climbing the mountain. There are some mountains that God will remove, but then there are some mountains that God will climb with you. Some mountains you can tell to leave and they will, but then there's some mountains you have to overcome and climb over. But the beautiful thing is God climbs the mountains with you. He don't forsake you. He don't leave you. And I want to tell you something. You don't have the kind of God that will always deliver you from, but you have the kind of God that will always deliver you in. Friends, Daniel was in the lion's den. Moses was in the Red Sea. Joseph was in the prison. Jonah was in the belly of the fish. I don't care what kind of circumstance you're in. Our God gets down in it with you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was in the fire. And I want you to know something. If you're in the fire, there's another in the fire. Every time you're in a storm, God gets in the storm with you. So he may not remove all the crisis and all the bad circumstance, but he promises to join you. So, friends, here's my challenge, and here's my encouragement for you. In these perilous times, in these times of calamity, in these times of uncertainty, remember that God will never forsake you. God is with you. God is in control. And God didn't cause the coronavirus because our God didn't send out evil. But God will use it. And I believe God is using the coronavirus to realign us and to recalibrate us to his will. And as we align with God, and as we follow God and submit our wills and our ways to him, I believe that God will come and heal our land. That if my people who are called by my name 
will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. Friends, we have to humble ourselves and we have to repent. Then God will hear from heaven and heal our land. I want to tell you there's power in prayer. There's power in prayer. And you have to have faith that God will be good. You have to have faith that God will heal everything. He will restore everything. Friends, God won't interfere until we intercede. He won't interfere until we intercede. But as we intercede and as we pray for our land, the power of God will come and heal our land. So let's pray. Let's lift up a voice of prayer. Let's lift up a sound of worship to our God. And he will respond and meet us every time. Because if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their sinful ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. The desire of God is to heal our land. I believe that the best for our land is coming. I believe the best for the church is coming. I believe the best for your life is coming. Not because you're good, not because it's good, but because God is good. Oh, come on, somebody. Give him a shout of praise. <laughs>